All right, hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Joe Talks. Uh, I'm Sergeant First Class Nathan Hutchison here in Okta, LA, uh, the Army Entertainment Office. And today we're joined with Staff Sergeant Cody Royster, and he is with the Old Guard, which is already a prestigious organization. Uh, he's also part of the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard team, uh, and he had the pleasure of coming out here to Los Angeles just recently. So Cody is going to talk to us about his time in the Army and what what got him to this point in his career. Uh, and with that, uh, Cody, please take it away. Uh, again, my name is Staff Sergeant Cody Royster. Um, I joined the Army in 2015, um, went to OSIT at Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, from there, I moved on to Fort Stewart, Georgia where I was in 1st Battalion, 30th Infantry Regiment um, as a saw gunner. Um, later on, um, as time went on, we disbanded and went to an armored brigade. Um, then I was put on orders to Fort Hood, Texas. Um, I spent time as a dismount and then moved on to be a Bradley gunner. Um, really enjoyed being a Bradley gunner. Um, and my time was coming up there at Fort Hood, Texas. and. Uh, Came to the old guard, which has been uh, amazing since I've been here. Uh, the amount of opportunities I've had, um, the things I've done, the people I've met. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've been given since I've joined the army. I have no comms with you. I can't hear you right now. Sorry, I muted myself. Hey, uh, can you uh, give me a little bit of rundown of, of how you got involved with the Joint Color Guard, uh, Joint Armed Forces Color Guard uh, team? Okay. Um, so, the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard is technically attached to the Continental Color Guard, which is the platoon I'm in. Um, that's just the Army's portion uh, of our platoon. Um, and they do a three week uh, assessment and selection training um, for those, you know, the soldiers they identify that they would like to come to the platoon. Um, usually the best of the best get selected to come to the tryout. Um, that three week tryout involves, you know, numerous stands, um, rifle manual, learning the flag manual, learning all the sequences that we do, whether it's just a normal color shot that you were able to see um, at the Super Bowl or if we're at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, um, you know, wherever it may be, uh, those sequences that we had to learn. Um, after that, you know, each week has a test out week, you know, first week learn, test out rifle manual, um, do a 10 mile run as well. Uh, five mile staff run that following week, start it off. And then uh, you learn the staff manual week two. From there, you'll get tested out on all the staff manual um, as well as a uniform test. And then week three starts out with a three hour stand um, at the position of attention. And then from there you learn all of the um, sequences that we do, and then you're tested out on those in each position as a rifle guard or yeah, as a rifle guard, a flag bearer, and myself who always holds the national colors uh, as the NCIC. And so I made it through, you know, the long three weeks, um, and I've just been handed opportunities that I've, you know, I've taken and I've ran with them and tried to make the best out of every opportunity that I've gotten since I've been there. Awesome. Now, is this something that you were interested in before you before you got to the old guard? 
Uh, it was honestly, it was something I've seen Ogard do um, at the Super Bowl, obviously, in numerous sporting events. Um, I didn't exactly really know what, it, you know, the Continental Color Guard was until I got here. Um, and the platoon I was I was in when I first got here was uh, the official escort of the president of the United States. Um, so we did a lot of stuff at the, the Pentagon, um, welcoming foreign dignitaries in and such. Um, I've done stuff at the White House as well. And then uh, about a year or so into my tour here, I uh, talked to that platoon. They identified me as someone, you know, hey, come out and try out with us. Um, and from there, I got back from ALC and immediately went to the three-week uh, assessment training and selection. Awesome. Now, was there, before you joined the Army, was there, did you have any any idea that this, this opportunity was available or? So before I joined the army, um, I always saw the tomb sentinels, you know, down at the tomb and how prestigious they are. And I just, I was like, wow, that, you know, the discipline that they have and everything like that, it's, it drew, you know, it drove me to almost join the army, um, you know, sent my family members as well. Um, so I actually had an old guard recruiter, I believe, come to my basic training and identify individuals who were tall enough to come here um, with GT scores um, that were high enough at the time. And uh, they were able to volunteer for that position. I did not at the time because I wanted to, you know, see what the big army was like as a normal infantryman down on the line. And uh, I knew one day for sure that I definitely wanted to try and make it to the old guard um, and, you know, pay my respects, especially down in Arlington and, uh, and such. Oh, that's awesome. Now let's let's shift focus to the Super Bowl. Now I, I just figured out that you have, you know, during your time with the old guard, I mean you've I mean, being around the Pentagon and the president and everything else, that's that's a pretty big deal. Uh but sure. how is this different? The the stage, you know, all eyes all eyes are always on us at all times. That's why we um you know, we try and be as perfect as we can at all times. We don't try. We are always perfect. And uh, that that was definitely one of those moments where, you know, I said a nice little prayer to myself. I reminded myself of why I do what I do and who I do it for. And uh, I mean, the moment I stepped on field on the field, my nerves were, you know, they were shaking and the crowd is roaring and speakers are loud and, you know, seeing all the NFL players, you know, that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. And uh, the, the experience was unbelievable. It, it really was. Um, it was something that I never thought, honestly, I would ever have the chance of doing going to a Super Bowl, let alone, you know, presenting our nation's colors with the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard um, at the Super Bowl. You know, that so that to me was it was huge. So can you take us through the process? Because I, I think you are on the road for a couple of weeks or, or, or more. Sure. Um, well, for myself, I prior, um, I actually went to the Pro Bowl, presented the colors there. Um, I got back to Virginia and about two, two days later, I want to say we were there for a total of five days. Um, you know, two days later, I was on a plane out to L.A. And as soon as we got on ground, um, we had, you know, numerous things we had to do through the NFL, obviously to get credentialed and whatnot. And then, um, we did, I want to say about a two hour long 
um, rehearsal, full dress rehearsal with, you know, the national anthem singers and everything like that, going through the walks with the NFL and how they want everything to do, uh, be done. Um, and then, you know, it came down to execution day. So the time on ground was, wasn't really a long time, but it was enough for us to understand what the, you know, the NFL wanted and be able to execute, you know, perfectly um, on that day. So um, how is this different than, uh, I mean, because dealing with the, the, um, the coordination and the, you know, the sure. production of it all, you know, the, what yeah, you prior to that is, is, is probably a little bit different, you know. No, absolutely. Um, you know, every event that we go to, there's always, you know, a point of contact that we reach out to, let them know, hey, we're on our way. Um, as soon as I get on ground as the NCIC, I, uh, I always make sure to link up with that, the point of contact. Um, I do a quick little recon of the area, ask them, you know, hey, wh what exactly do you want? You want to say national anthem and such. And usually it's, it's very simple here, you know, because we're, we're really local. Um, and, but over there, the coordinating, um, with the NFL, we had, you know, our PAO come from MDW that really helped out a lot with, uh, coordinating and what the NFL wanted their intent. So my, the difference between, you know, my normal job and, you know, going out to the Super Bowl, it didn't change a whole lot for me. Um, the, the thing that changed for me was the, just the stage, how many people were, uh, you know, watching, I don't know, 5 million or something like that, you know, all eyes are on us. So the, the biggest difference I want to say was the amount of people that were watching us at that time. Um, cause normally, you know, you, you really don't have too many eyes on you. It's just really who's at the, at that event. You know, I've done like 200, 300 people at an event wrote, you know, which isn't too nerve wracking, but it's still, it's something, you know, you can't get lackadaisical in this job. Um, and if you do, that's when, you know, people start messing up and, calls are called wrong and everything like that. So I'll say the stage was the biggest thing. Linking up with the point of contact, everything like that was essentially normal for myself um, because who we had with us, you know, we have representatives from the military district of Washington, you know, helping us through everything. And they really took care of when it came to the point of contact, ensuring that we got credentialed right and everything like that. So for myself, it was just a normal day, you know, another another mission for myself, as we say. Um, but like I said, the stage was just it was remarkable. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. So uh, can you explain for the audience just uh, so in NCOIC, uh, what is what is that responsibility and, and specifically to your unit? Sure. So as a non-commissioned officer in charge of the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard, my job is to ensure that every member um, in the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard is understands the sequence, understands our staff manual, our rifle manual, and is able to perform um, the sequence that needs to happen. And I make the calls. So, you know, for anybody out there that heard the person making the call at the Super Bowl, you know, that was myself. Um, I'm the only one in the Joint Armed Forces Color Guard that makes calls. Um, so my basically, I am really in charge of everything that happens from the time we get on ground to the time we leave. Um, they're just another member of my squad, to be honest with you, um, as we you know conduct our mission and whatnot. Um, whether they're a Marine, uh, 
Navy, Coast Guard, Air Force, anyone, Space Force, you know, they're at that moment in time for that hour to two hours that they're with me, they're a member of my squad and I'm in charge of, you know, what happens on ground. Okay. And can you talk about that, uh, that setup with the, with the joint uh, forces, um, what that was comprised of? Sure. Um, so for the Super Bowl, as you saw, we had the drummers and then it was my lead guard, um, myself, I, you know, the, the national colors always come first. And then it was uh, order of precedence in military service, which is Army, Marine, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, um, and then a trail guard, rifle guard, who is a Marine, and then the trail drummer. Uh, that was what everyone saw on TV. And that's not normally, we normally don't have drummers with us, but for events like that, you know, it, it's extremely important that they're with us to help us maintain step and beat and everything like that. Yeah. And so this is just one step in your Army career. Absolutely. Uh, how is this, uh, how does this develop you as a soldier? How does this develop you as a leader? Uh, moving forward from this? As a soldier, um, the discipline, you know, going through basic training, of course, we all get the discipline instilled in us and whatnot. I never really struggled with that growing up, I want to say. Um, I always was goal oriented. And the discipline being here, um, you know, our uniforms are completely different from the normal Army ASU uniform. You know, they're pressed a certain way, there's stitching in certain spots. And you really have to, you know, pay attention to detail to those small things because one minor thing can really, you know, throw off your uniform. And, you know, as an NCO, um, I really enjoy leading soldiers. I love mentoring, developing, and training soldiers. That is something I thrive on um, because at the end of the day, I want to impact somebody's life. And if it's just one person that I impact, I'll be happy. But I know I have an impact on every single one of my soldiers in my squad and platoon. And hopefully, you know, they, you know, the battalion or regiment will see, you know, what we do as, as a Continental Color Guard. Um, they see that and they want to strive for perfection, you know, and that's something going forward that I will always instill in my soldiers is to always, you know, strive for perfection. Nobody's ever going to be perfect, but, you know, if you can strive for it and be the best person you are every single day, best soldier, husband, you know, father, wife, whatever it may be, um, then, you know, at the end of the day, you've, you've, you've met your, you know, your goal that day, you know, you can, you can move forward. Yeah. And, you know, the impact uh, of this organization is just, uh, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, it's um, not often in the army, do you work with, you know, foreign dignitaries, um, and, you know, normal line units, they do their rotations overseas and, you know, they get to work with those. And I, I've done a rotation you know, to Korea, worked with the Rock Army before. But the impact that this has had, I, I want to say on myself, from where I was, you know, where I came from, has been, it's huge. Um, it's, it's made me understand that, you know, just because you weren't supposed to, you know, go be very successful, you know, because of the life you had prior, doesn't mean that you can't be successful at all at what you want to do. And um, the impact this organization has had on me as a soldier, as my soldiers and, you know, 
our, you know, our allies that come here and they, they see what we do at the tomb and, you know, they go to the tomb too, as well. You know, we put on a, a full performance for them down there, a full ceremony for them. Um, I think that, you know, they see that and that impacts them as well. Um, so this, this organization is great. You know, it, like I said, perfection is what we strive for here at the old guard, um, on all aspects. So from whatever job you have, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a cook, an MP that's here, it doesn't matter. You, you strive for perfection here. And, um, I think that's the impact it has on soldiers is understanding discipline, um, and just, you know, being the best soldier you can be every single day. Yeah. And, um, so going along those lines, um, I know that y'all had some, some outreach type of events, uh, in the process of, of going to the Super Bowl. Um, can you talk about any of those? Uh, and, and I, I mean, I know, uh, specifically in, in Los Angeles, you, you. Yeah. Uh, we went to Sunbury Academy. Yeah. Um, that was kind of our, uh, one of those, we went to, the, uh, UCLA as well, worked with some ROTC, ROTC students. Um, but Sunbury Academy was, uh, it was huge. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, but it is an academy for less than privileged kids who, you know, want to be better, who want to make themselves better and, uh, training them and teaching them, you know, just the joint armed forces color guard, you know, our, you know, what we do is different, uh, from the big army. And, uh, I think that had a huge impact on, you know, soldiers, sailors, Marines, all of us come in there taking time, you know, we, we, all of us enjoyed it. We really did. And, uh, I was grateful for the experience. I know the kids were there asking questions. You know, they range from 16 to 18 years old. And uh, I think that had a huge impact on going forward for them in life. Um, like I said, they all enjoyed it, asked a ton of questions, which was awesome. You know, not every day do you get to see, you know, individuals like us who are the most premier colors team in the entire world, you know, and they, they, they really loved it. Yeah. And uh, so I think I think it's significant to point out that, you know, what you're doing, you know, there's not many positions, right? There's not many jobs out there where you walk onto the Super Bowl field and, you know, there there has to be an understanding that, I mean, there's even players that are sitting there kind of in awe of, of the accomplishments or, or the dedication of the, um, absolutely. Um, I think them seeing us and how we operate, you know, even work with the NFL personnel, um, you know, while we were doing rehearsals, none of us moved. It was a rehearsal, you know, they're asking us questions and nobody's talking. Because when you're at the position of attention, you know, we don't, we don't talk. I'm the only one who can speak, but that's only for calling out our, our commands. You know, it's, we're just, you know, disciplined and them seeing how I, you know, for myself, how I operate, you know, telling them, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do it this way or knowing my job, being the SME of my job. Um, I think that puts them in a little bit of awe because somebody who comes out there, does their job knows what they're doing and, you know, demands greatness from every single person that's there. Um, I think that 
is great for them to see and knowing that, you know, our, our military members are, you know, we're the top notch, you know, and especially being here um, and working with all of them, the other service members as well. We, like I said, I just, I really think, you know, I, I even had a couple of NFL players acknowledge us as we're walking onto the field. And I, you know, that was pretty cool giving us head nods and, you know, speaking to one another. Oh my gosh, look at those guys, you know? So it, it really was, it was, it was a good experience. And I, I'm glad they got to see that because, um, not everybody does. And granted that day, you know, six or seven, however many million people got to see that short glimpse of us on TV, but it was that 15, 20 seconds that we had um, on TV that made every single thing that we've done this past year, you know, honestly, probably everything that a lot of the, you know, service members have done in their lifetime worth it, you know, that was ever been hard to them and whatnot. So can we go into the training a little bit? Um, sure. You said it was three weeks of training. Um, yeah. What, you know, a, a lot of it's mental, right? Absolutely. But, physical. but obviously a lot of physical. I mean, yeah, I can break it down for you. Um, so day zero, essentially for us, is a Army Combat Fitness Test. Um, and that's just a normal a normal morning for us, you know, we'll get our initial counseling into the platoon and, hey, you are now a member of this platoon for the next three weeks um, for the assessment training and selection, hoping, you know, you make it after that. Laying out the guidelines, uh, we get a knowledge book that's very thick, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's our job week one um, that Monday, we'll say, so we take the ACFT on a Friday, that Monday starts out with a 10 mile run. Um, and it's numerous events during the 10 mile run. And really that's to see, um, your drive as a soldier and your will to push yourself beyond your limits. And it does, you know, I, I like to see myself as a very fit person and that, that pushed me and made me understand that, you know, it's, it's a mind game. That's all it is. You know, your body's going to quit before your mind does. And if you can tell yourself to keep pushing, you know, you'll drive on and you'll accomplish that. After we finish the 10 mile run, we go get introduced um, to rifle manual. And that consists of learning for four days of all the rifle manual that we do. Um, but during those days, you're doing um, something we call 50-10. So a 50-10 is 50 minutes on the marks, standing there with your rifle going through the motions with a 10 minute break. And at that time, uh, we're able to get water, hydrate again, um, a snack, if it may be, and also jumping into that knowledge book. And then that goes on from Monday to Thursday. Um, Thursday evening after we're released, we prep our uniforms for a 110-point uniform inspection um, that is done thoroughly, um, ensuring that everything is where it's supposed to be measured correctly and whatnot. And then after the uniform inspection, we will go into um, rifle manual uh, and testing out on rifle manual and your knowledge on it. Um, so you're brought into a room. It's a silent count for us. So there's no counting at all. Everything is silent in your head with a certain count that we use and uh, test it on that. And then directly after that, they grab the knowledge book and your week one knowledge, um, you're quizzed on. Every question has to be answered verbatim. Um, can't miss a, you know, a word, it doesn't, you know, you can't miss anything. 
Um, so from there, if you make it, um, you're then released for the weekend. It's just a normal duty day or normal weekend for us. And then that following Monday, um, we start out with a five mile staff run, which is holding the staffs that you see us use, um, our regimental staff, army flag, stuff like that. Um, we do that for five miles with exercises in between. And then it's right on the marks again, 50 tens, learning the staff manual. Um, that, like I said, that happens Monday through Thursday. Friday, we'll round off with another uniform inspection, um, staff manual uh, quiz, as well as a 90-minute um, PC stand. And PC stand is basically, the best way I can describe it to you is how you saw us holding the flags at the Super Bowl when the flags were straight up. That's how we stand for 90 minutes at the position of attention. Um, if you make it through that, you're then, you know, you're tested on your knowledge again, understanding everything verbatim. And then week three comes. And uh, week three is probably the hardest week there is. Um, so Monday we'll start with a three hour stand starting at 0900, ends at 1200. And you're just, you know, standing outside in the elements, whatever it may be, it could be negative three degrees or it could be 102 degrees. Um, but you stand there in your uniform at the position of attention for three hours. Uh, once that's finished, you then start to learn the sequences and you are trained up on our sequences, which is a color shot, um, a tomb sequence, and as well as like a PRV that we do at the Pentagon or Pentagon River Entrance is what PRE stands for um a sequence like that and then you're quizzed on or you're you're shown that and then you are given the ability to perform uh, monday through thursday and then friday is that you know uniform look over real quick um test out on all the sequences and then you will do your week three knowledge um and after that you sit down um, with the platoon sergeant and some of the other NCOs that are within the platoon. Um, and you know, they basically tell you, hey, you know, you crushed it. Uh, welcome to the platoon. Um, and we, you know, throughout the, the three weeks, we often sit down with all the trainees and just do a quick one-on-one face-to-face, you know, let them know we're, we're friendly people. We, you know, we put our pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Um, and just know that, you know, we demand the best out of them once they, if they make it into the platoon. And um it's a it's a mental thing it really is um you get the you know the muscular fatigue and stuff from running and standing and but if you can mentally you know bear all of the that stuff that we you know you go through and you know you're a great soldier um for ncos you're a great leader um there is no reason why you won't make it in this platoon you know so that's that's really what those three weeks look like it's long um, it's tedious, but it is, it, it really is worth it. It's one of the most difficult things that I've done mentally in the army. Um, but I would, if I could do it all over again, I'd do it all over again, just to come right back, you know, to where I'm at. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how about your, I'm sure that you had friends and family and everyone watching um you know this was i came back to my phone i had i think 30 notifications on facebook 
you know, 20 something text messages to, you know, from previous leaders that I've had in the army and um, my wife, you know, my aunts, uncles, mom, everybody, you know, you looked amazing. You guys looked awesome. It, for me, that was one of the more honorable things that I've done. Um, exciting things, you know, it, it was the love I got and the appreciation I got from everybody, you know, the support, um, it, it was awesome. And, you know, it made, it made that, that, like I said, those four or five days that we really trained and did everything, it made everything worth it and everything that I've done to get to this point, um, just for 20 seconds, 15, you know, 20, 25 seconds on the live TV, it made it worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any idea of what your next step's going to be? I would hope, I'm hoping to be a drill sergeant. Okay. Yeah. The idea of training, mentoring, developing young soldiers or young civilians into soldiers um, is intriguing. And I, I think I would be good at that job. Yeah. Well, I think after this, you'll be good at any job. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add? Um. Nothing. I'm, you know, I appreciate you having me on here and I'm glad I got to, to talk about, you know, this whole experience. Yeah. It, well, it's that's awesome. A, uh, it, it's an incredible organization uh, and uh, we enjoyed seeing you and, uh, you know, I, and I enjoy you taking this time for us to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, to the challenges and, and you know and everything else that probably are just not really understood it barely even with people in the army you know of, right you know you, a lot you of people know about where we're yeah. at um, so. but there's so many of these uh, these different uh organizations and opportunities that are that are out there um but this is you know it's it's very prestigious uh, Absolutely. and I, i'm happy that you're out there doing it and you know, I I look forward to to seeing the soldiers that are that are under your tutelage after after being a drill sergeant as well. <laughs> um, I appreciate your time. Thank you very Absolutely. much. And uh, yeah, have a good day. You as well. Thank you.